0: Hey, this is Jason Robinson, the senior pastor at Church of the King, and I am so pumped up that you are hanging out with us today on our podcast. I pray that God really speaks to you today and that you are inspired and encouraged to take on this life for Jesus. I want to encourage you to go on over to our website at cotk.org so you can keep up to date with everything going on. But you can only learn so much through a website and a podcast. Man, we'd love to meet you. Man, come check us out on one of our weekend services. Uh, you can see all of that online as well. So God bless you. And I hope this word ministers to you today. Welcome to Church of the King. It's good to see everyone here today. Uh, my name is Jason Robinson. I'm the pastor here at the church. If it's your first time here, uh, my wife and I have the privilege of, uh, of, of, Of serving here as the pastors. Uh, My wife is actually in the back. She's speaking to the the K through five year olds. So I got the older adults. She's got the younger ones today. And so uh, it's a great, great, great Sunday. I'd like to, first of all, do I have anybody in here that was part of the setup team this morning? Anybody part of the setup team this morning? All right. Y'all don't know this yet but they came to church and the air condition was not on when they came here uh, to church this morning. And so they got things going. Can we give it up for our setup team? <laughs> Took care of that. It is a little warm in here. I thought about changing my message, preaching on hell, but I decided I just, I wouldn't gonna do that. All right. Anyway, but uh, man, I'm excited to be with you. If you have your Bible, open up to Acts chapter 16. We're gonna go there in just a moment. Uh, this week as i was preparing getting ready for a message i'm praying and i'm seeking and god really put something on my heart and and i like to share messages and i like to put titles on messages that kind of you know it's kind of got kind of cool you know kind of kind of catchy you know that kind of grab your attention a little intriguing you know but every time i tried to put something together it's it just wasn't really working you know it wasn't sounding right or it's like okay this sounds like a cool little message title but that's not really what i'm talking about and so so I pulled together all my creativity and everything I have for you today. And this is the title of my message today. Breakthrough. All right, that's all I got. All right, just just there it is, okay? It's breakthrough for you. And, and that's all that we have. We need some breakthrough right now with the heat in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say amen out there. Y'all know what I'm saying? Uh, the Golden State Warriors need some breakthrough right now. But I'm praying they don't get breakthrough because I'm tired of them winning. Uh, so anyway, all right, move, moving right along. So, but man, we're gonna go here in scripture in just a second. But if I can just kind of cut to the chase and get right to it, is the sense of my heart was just so many of us were right at that time, we're right at that season that many of us are in here, and you need some breakthrough in your life. You need some breakthrough, maybe in a specific area, maybe maybe financially. You've done all the right things, you know, to do, but it seems like you're fighting an uphill battle that. I just really believe that there's God wants to release something even today and really encourage you, but then also instruct you and, get, and equip you on how to push through and break through in some area in your life. Maybe you're here and, and it's your kids, it's your son, it's your daughter, it's your grandkids, and maybe you raise them the right way, but they're starting to think other things and go off and, you, and you're concerned about it and you're praying and there's just been a, a challenge. There's, there's breakthrough for you. Maybe, maybe it's something as simple as this. You can't really explain it all, but there's just been a heaviness on you. Maybe it's been some anxiety or, or some depression. Or may, maybe it's just been a heaviness over your house or over the way you're thinking. And, and, and I, I want, I've come here to encourage you today that God's here, that Jesus is here. And I believe he brought you here because he wants to help bring you through, but not just bring you through, break you through into a new season, into the next level of your life. I really believe that today. And we're going to go through Scripture, and we're going to look at some different things. We're going to look at a story, and I'm going to end the whole thing with, with drilling down and giving you some practical keys, actually three keys, on how we can prevail all the way through uh, and breakthrough through in, in our life. And so if you have your Bible, uh, go ahead and open it up to Acts 16. If you don't, you can look it up on your phone. If not, we'll have it on the screen. Uh, but this is kind of the way I'm going to handle the message today. Okay, is is this story that we're going to read. It's about Paul and Silas. And towards the end of the message, I'm going to see and read how Paul and Silas were thrown into jail and what they did and they saw a breakthrough in their life. But before I did that, there's so much that leads up to the story. What I want to do is I want to read a lot of scriptures, going to read about 20 scriptures today uh, through the holster all at one time. And what we're going to do is go through it, and it's going to help give us the context of the events that led up to the event. Because sometimes we see the event, and what is just as important is not just the event, but seeing the events that led up to the event. Okay, And it helps give us an understanding of what's going on here. So this is the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to read through the story, and as I read through the story, I'm going to read it kind of like, uh, kind of like a tour guide, if you will. OK, so a tour guide, you go on a tour somewhere and it's like they're driving. They're like, oh, if you look over here on your left there, there's some antelope in there running across the field and all of that. And then, oh, if you look over on this side uh, behind a tree behind that, that little rock right there, there's a little leopard. You can see his tail just kind of move. Just, if I could bring your attention to this. And so as we're going through the context, I might stop a couple times and say as the tour guide and say, hey, think about this. Hey, I know we just read that scripture, but hey, when you look behind it and you see the meaning, this is what we're looking at. And then we're going to land on the big boom moment with Paul and Silas. And right there is where I'm going to go over the three keys. So I just want to give you a little bit of where we're going before, before we get there. So, Acts chapter 16. First of all, I need to define breakthrough for you. Breakthrough just simply means this it's the act of moving through a formidable obstacle, the act of moving through. A formidable obstacle. So I just uh, I wanted to say this as well. Uh, how many of y'all uh, were here last week? And y'all got to y'all got to meet or got to. How many of y'all were here last week? Right, let me just ask that. How many of y'all were here last week? Did y'all enjoy uh, Nani and her husband? They were here as she led worship last week. Did you guys enjoy that? So. <laughs> Man, I, I'm awesome. So five of us enjoyed it. All right, good. Awesome. Anyway, no, I heard a lot of great feedback. Uh, we're expanding our team. We'll be adding her to the team, her and her husband. So they'll be with us permanently in a couple of weeks. Um, so isn't that exciting? So God's keeps adding to our team. Also, just just you guys, just so you can just, uh, Aiden, why don't you stand up real quick? Aiden. Aiden is interning with us during the summertime. He is, uh, he helps with worship. And so he goes to the same ministry school as my daughter, Mia. And so he's here hanging out with us during the summertime. So if you see him, thank him, take him to lunch, slip him some money because, you know, college students, they poor. You know how that works. So anyway, no, we're helping him out through everything. But anyway, that also, a couple other coming up. Next week is Father's Day. Father's Day. So, all my men out there, I have a special gift for you and a special message for you. So, you're not going to miss it. It's a pretty cool gift, too. So, you want to be here for that next week, and it's free. So, that's awesome. And then the week after that, we have uh, our, our normal Sunday service. And then the week after that, so Father's Day next week, a service. And the week after that, my pastor, Pastor Steve, will be here visiting with us, and he'll be sharing with us. So I believe that's the 30th of June. Pastor Steve will be here, and uh, man, I'm excited. You don't want to miss my pastor. How many of you have heard my pastor preach before in here? Okay, all right, you don't want to miss my pastor, Pastor Steve, okay? So anyway, Acts chapter 16, starting at verse 6. Here we go. Your tour has started. Keep your hands inside the rails, you know. So here we go. All right, now when they had gone through... That word right there, I I studied it this morning. I put it on Google and had Google share it with me a couple times, and I still, my southern Louisiana can't make that happen, all right? But I'm doing my best. In the region of Galatia, all right? They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. It's an interesting thought. Just think about that. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in In Asia, New Living Translation actually says this. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach in Asia at that time. There's a timing for for things. After they had come to Mysia, they they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Interesting. The Spirit didn't let them. That's interesting. Just a little thought for a second is just because it's a good thing doesn't always mean it's a God's timing thing. You know, the right thing at the wrong time often turns into the wrong thing. And in my case, I have to be honest, every once in a while, I try to help the Holy Spirit out. I'm like, you know what? You need some help here, Holy Spirit. I got to speed this thing along. And so there is a timing to different different things. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had the vision, immediately he, we, we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, let me just stop there for a second. Now, growing up in church and knowing that I was called to be a pastor, be in ministry there's this term that has been said many times throughout Bible college, all these different things, this, the Macedonian call. You'll hear people say, the Macedonian call. And that's what we just read right here. Let me tell you basically what that means. That just means what God wants you to do next is so clear, it's so obvious, you can't miss it, God spoke it with clarity, that's what it means. Matter of fact, when we were praying about where to start a church Uh, my wife and I moved at the end of July four, four years ago at the end of this July coming up here, started the church in January. So the church is almost three and a half years old, right at that mark. And so, so as we were praying about where to go, Pastor Jacob Aranza, which some of you guys uh, that moved from Lafayette, you were in church, they were Pastor Jacob Aranza, was praying over us. And he prayed, God, I pray you give Jason and Stephanie a Macedonian call. This is what we're talking about here. Just super clear, super obvious, this is from God. And that's what Paul and Silas had. Why is that important? You'll see in just a second, that this is God. He spoke this. He spoke this to you. So, all right, moving right along. Verse 13. So then here they go. They they, they make it to Macedonia. They make it to the region. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. They went to where prayer was customarily made. By the way, another thing on your tour, God, here, it's good to put yourself in places where prayer is customarily made. In other words, if you're going somewhere where prayer is happening, that's a good thing. And that is a perfect segue for me. This Friday night, we have our prayer and worship night at our church building. And I want to invite you out, man. Let's come. What are we going to do there, Pastor Jay? We're going to pray. That's what we're going to do. Because I know and we know that the church can't go anywhere where we haven't gone in prayer first. And so that's what we're going to do on Friday night. Starting at 7 o'clock. We'd love, love to have you there. I'll be there. Our team will be there. We'd love to have you. So customarily made, we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple for the city of Thetira, who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Now it happened as, when, as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. What kind of evil, what kind of evil is it that you would have a slave that's possessed by a demon that produces you profit and you're okay with it? This is why the Bible says this simply, it says a man can only serve one master, can't serve two. And when it says in this corner, it says there's God. You can't, you can't serve, ma- you can only serve one, not two. And then when it said over in here, this other master, it doesn't say evil. It doesn't say selfishness. You know what it says? It says you cannot serve God and money and money because they see right here because money is a revealer of what we believe is most true. And so the girl followed Paul and us and crowd out saying, These men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. Can you imagine that? But Paul greatly annoyed. You think? You think? I mean, you know, I'm just going to move on. I had a thought. I'm not going there. All right. Greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. So here we are. The Macedonian call, go to Macedonia. He listens, he goes, he meets, wins a few to Christ, Lydia in particular, wins her to the Lord. Then there's just going to prayer, just a normal time of prayer and gathering. And this demon possessed girl starts calling them out in front of everybody else. This is, they're proclaiming the most high God. And the thing that gets me the most out of that whole scenario is it said for days she annoyed her. If I was in that scripture, the scripture would say for minutes he anno- she annoyed them and say, come out in Jesus' name. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities and started proclaiming all kinds of things about them. So, so here we are. They didn't care about all the things that they false witnessed over him, they, that they accused him of. What they cared about was, that, hey, we lost our way of making money and they get thrown, we won't see, in jail. But before that, This is what happens. Then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them secure. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now that's a big deal. So they beat them and threw them into jail, but not just jail, the inner prisons. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Never underestimate who's watching you. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were, were loosed, were loosed. See, simple story, God called, they went, few came to Christ, a girl was annoying them, she cast the devil out of her, they take it, accused them, threw them in jail. Now here they are, not just in jail, but in the inner parts of jail. When I first became a, became a youth pastor, I was 20, young, young 20s, about 25 years old, my father-in-law uh, said, you know, I, I, we need to do some prison ministry. So he set up all the stuff, and we did prison ministry on the West Bank, the west side of, uh, uh, in New Orleans there. And so I remember we'd go to the prisons there, and I believe it was, it was Thursdays that we would go to the prisons. And I remember the first time I ever went to the prison, I went in there, and, and when I walked in, I went, and they did all the clearance stuff and all that I went through the whole process. They say, okay, pastor, are you ready? I said, yeah, yes, sir. They hit a little button, and it goes, and this iron, big old iron gate, Opens up, and I walk through, and then, boom, they close it behind me. Then I went through another one. Then I went through another one. And there was all this cinder block building. That's what I was in. I mean, the ceilings, everything. There was no windows anywhere. Go up to the second story, go through a few more gates, and I'm right in the middle of everything. Then he brings me in to okay, pastor, let's go into this room here. So we go into this room that's probably the size of this stage here. And I'm in there and there's some chairs in there. Then all of a sudden, these men from the prison just started coming in and they're just coming in one after another and I mean, look, I'm just gonna be honest with you, all right? I'm 25 years old, okay? I'm five foot nine, all right? I mean, and so I'm sitting here and people are coming in and some of them look like they just came in yesterday, you know, I mean, they just, because they looked a little rough. They come in there and they're all sitting in there and then the prison guard, no windows, no nothing, small area. 50, 60 guys in the room, and the prison guard goes, uh, all right, so look, I'll be back in about a half hour. I'm like, no, you won't be back in a half hour. I'm like, I mean, wait, 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 no, no, no. I said, listen, you sit on the front row right here. Now, here's the truth. What would he or I do in that moment? You know, we'd be in trouble, but if I'm going down, somebody coming down with me, you know? And so here we are in that moment, and there. and I remember right when we started the first song, just, I mean, just the way these men just sang from their hearts. It was one of the best crowds you could ever preach to. Because anytime I preached, they had, amen, pastor. Pre-. I just said hello, and they said amen. Seriously, I was like, hey, guys, amen. It's like, wow, this is going to be easy, you know. But I knew it to be right in the middle of that. And I thought to myself, if I wanted to escape, there's no way that I could even go. I started thinking about Paul and Silas in the middle of, I mean, you can't get out. Thinking to yourself, okay. I can just imagine Silas looking at Paul saying, it's not recorded, so I don't believe he said this. But if it was me, I'm just kind of thinking, I'd be like, all right, so. um, God told us to come here, right? Are you sure God told us to come here? Because. If God told us to come here, then why are we in the situation that we're in right now? God spoke. We got the Macedonian call. It was obvious. We all saw it. It was. And so I thought, since God said it, that we would be in a much better situation than we're in right now. Because God said it. We obeyed it. And we in prison. What's up? What's going on with this situation? And what happens when our expectation and our our reality don't align together? What happens when we felt like we were doing what God wanted us to do? God, I thought I was raising them the right way. God, I thought with my finances I was doing these things. You spoke, it was obvious, and here I am. And now I'm struggling and I'm trying to figure this out, God. And I'm stuck in the inner prison. What, what, what in the world? I'm trying to push through. I'm trying to figure out what's going on and maybe you're here and you need that, that breakthrough. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your own relationship with God. Maybe you need that breakthrough in the relationship with you and your spouse or you and your kids or your, or your parents or grandparents or whatever it may be. Maybe you've had that addiction and you need some breakthrough and you're in it. Paul and Silas was, they were in it in that moment. What do you do? What do you do when the heaviness is there and you don't know how to get it off of you? How how do you press through to get through the breakthrough? I want to look at three things Paul and Silas did, just three keys to try to help you. My goal today is to encourage you and to equip you and to help give you the tools that you need that maybe you're in one of those moments. And if you're not in one of those moments, praise God. But more than likely, at some point in your life, you're going to end up in one of these moments again. And when you do, I want you to remember these things. What did Paul and Silas do for the breakthrough? To, to persevere through the breakthrough. The first thing that we see that they did is what they, they did. this three keys to breakthrough. First thing is they prayed through. They prayed through. We see here in, in Scripture where it says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. They were praying. First, I want you to just think about this. As I was preparing this morning, Uh, Going back, going through my message and thinking through this, the thought just came to me just simply is, do you know it's our privilege to get to pray? It's a privilege to pray. Like at times I can make it a chore to pray and it's a privilege to pray. Do you know for thousands and thousands of years, if someone wanted to hear from God, they had to go to a prophet to hear what they said so that they could find out what the Lord says so they can know what to do next. But God is doing, and Jesus provided a way by dying on the cross for us that we can talk to him and we might know him. It's our privilege we get to pray. Now, now I I grew up, my dad, which some of you guys had the opportunity to meet if you were here for Mother's Day. My dad was here, and and there's old school. Come on, y'all know there's new school and there's the old school, you know. Come on, anybody from the old school? I got any any from the old school. Okay, six of us from the old school. All right. Then there's new school, but the schools keep changing. They get newer and newer every quick. And I'm not talking about physical school. I'm talking about the old school. Now, my dad, if there's old school, my dad's old, 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 old school. I don't mean old, old, old age. I mean old, old, old school. You know how he did certain things. And when I grew up old school, there was this certain term that people would say and they would use this term called praying through. Anybody ever heard the term praying through before? Okay, now, most of us, we pray until we're through. And there is a difference between praying until we're through and praying through. What does that mean? That means I keep bombarding Heaven, giving God my requests, praying for that child, praying for those finances, and praying and praying and keep bringing it up and keep bringing it up, not until I just want to stop. Until we felt the breakthrough and we've pushed past that major moment. We're so used to right now culture where we get everything right now, get everything right now. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You get on Wi-Fi and your kids like took it's taken like forever for it to download. It's like, it took five seconds, you know? So we don't think much about praying, praying through. There's an old, old acronym that we used to have on the wall of the church that I grew up, it was called PUSH. It said, pray until something happens. You keep praying, praying through, and praying through. And A part of praying through, there's a couple things that's a part of praying through. One is speaking the word, praying, bringing it up. Hey God, when, when things are starting to overwhelm you, hey. Turn your worry into prayer. It takes the same amount of energy. You're worrying about something in the car? Say, well, Lord, I take that right now. You know what's going on, and I just lift it up to you, and I'm just asking, I put it in your hands, and I'm trusting you to help me at this, God. God, I have a situation. I got to talk to my boss today at 3 o'clock. I don't know how it's going to go. I pray you would just guide me, and you would just help me. Hey, business people, you have, you have a great advantage God, I'm wanting to close this deal on this certain thing. God, I pray you would just help sure you you bring my remembrance, anything that maybe I'm missing. God, I'm just trusting you. I pray that you would anoint me, God, to have favor in this situation. Pastor Jay, God cares about that? Yes, God cares about that thing. We pray in, in, through, speaking the word of God over your situation. Not speaking the situation over your situation. Not speaking to those things, but speaking what God says about it. Speaking the word of God over your kids, over your finances, over your home, over all of that. And here's another part of praying through, bringing it up to God and bringing it up to God and speaking the word over the situation. Here's another thing that my wife and I, we've done a lot. Even starting this church, we've done a lot is reminding God of what he said. I can imagine Paul and Silas, the Macedonian call, come to Macedonia. And then you're sitting in jail like, I'm in Macedonia. God, by the way, this was not my idea. This was your idea. So I just want to remind you that my wife and I will we'll do this every once. In a while, especially since uh, like starting the church, raising kids, all these different things, challenges comes, things come our way, and trying to figure things out, relationship and all this stuff, and building this, and people that, and that, all these different things. Every once in a while, it'll get a little overwhelming. And when it does, we'll we'll do this. (laughs) We've done this. I've done this. I've said this. Many times she said this, she goes, okay, 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 okay. Does God love us? Yes. Okay, so check. That one's done. Did God tell us to get married? And I always look at her and wait. Okay, good. Yes, right. Uh, That's right. That's right. So, yes. Did God give us our children? Yes. He did. Did God call us from where we were to come here to leave everything we know to be a part of this community, Katy, Texas, Houston, Texas, that we love with all of our heart? Did God call us and send us here? Yes. So if God did all of this and got us here, he won't leave us here. He will get us to the next And the next level, if we obey him and listen to him and move boldly and with strength, then we can trust God with the results. No matter if I'm in a prison in the moment, whatever breakthrough that you need, you need to know. And you need to remind God, God, you love me. You're with me. You're for me, God. I've taken steps out, God. I've done the things you've called me. I'm doing the best. Sometimes I've messed up with different things. But God, I want to remind you of your word that he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. We pray through. That's the first thing we see that they did. The second thing that we see Paul and Silas did The the three keys to a breakthrough is first is keep praying. Keep praying. I want to encourage some of you. Some of you, you've quit praying about something. And even as I say it right now, there's something that you've quit praying about. But even now, I, I believe that God's reminding you of, hey, that thing that you believed for, that you just kind of let go of, put that back on the prayer list. Put that back there. And start praying, keep praying through, keep praying through, keep praying through. Well, pastor, we've prayed for 20 years. Let's keep praying for 21 years, 22 years. You never know when the moment's going to come for breakthrough. And by the way, just so you know this, this is what I have learned. I have learned that the intensity of the moment, the intensity of what's going on is always the strongest right before it breaks through. It's always the strongest. So if you're going through an intense time of trying to push through something, I want you to be encouraged that, guess what, you're right there. You might be just right there. So pray through the first thing. Second thing is they, did, they praised through. They praised through. They praised through. What you praise is important. What you praise and lift up is important. Are you praising your addiction and lifting it up? Well, you know, I have such and such, so therefore I'll never be able to. Hey, well, my family was always like this, and so, you know, it's just kind of in my DNA, and so we'll always oh, it. what are you praising? Don't praise those things. Don't, don't praise those things. Hey, you know, well, this is going on, and I can't, and I, so I don't have a degree, degree and so they, what am I praising? What we praise is what we raise. It's what we're lifting up. And it's what we're showing that's bigger than anything else. And so when we praise our mountain, our mountain's bigger than our God. But when we praise God, we see God is bigger than any mountain that's in front of us. We praise through it. Don't praise your addiction, praise your problem where it becomes bigger. Praise God. That's why it's so important what we're listening to. It's so important what we're absorbing. And I'm not up here like, a, like, you know, rules and regulations and all these type of things. But just be careful what you're absorbing. Be careful what you're listening to. I was a youth pastor for 20 years in New Orleans. Loved it. Loved being a youth pastor. And I would always do this, this one thing. If, you haven't, if you've been here for a while, you've heard me do this. But it still work. it's so true, even to this day. I would tell teenagers this. If all you're listening to, I used to say the radio, but you know, nowadays, what you listen to in the cloud or whatever, whatever it is now. If all you listen to is, you got, the, you got it turned up, your mama bleep, and your daddy bleep, and your sister's cousin's cat's uncle bleep, then when you're driving in Houston traffic and somebody cuts you off, you're gonna say, exactly. Exactly. I remember one time I had a parent said, "Pastor, my son's like really struggling with some deep dark thoughts and depression. Would you would you come over and talk to him and pray for him?" I said, "I'd love to." I'd love to. So I go to the house and I'm sitting there and I start talking to the talking to the young man and we start talking and and he's like, "Yeah, this is well he was no, this was like early 2000s, so it was more like he was more like this. Yeah, so like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm struggling with some... Well, my mom says I'm struggling. She's stupid, though. She don't understand how things are nowadays. And I always would do this. Hey, man, can I go in your room and check out your room and see what's going on there? And he was checking back. and was like, sure, sure. By the way, I know this isn't really PC. Politically correct, but I'm going to go there for a second. By the way, if you have a, a student and... They say, hey, my room is my place. It's my privacy. Don't play that game with them. My daughter did that to me one time. She goes, you can't come in my room. I said, oh, your room? Oh, your room. Okay. I I figured out the square footage, broke it down with with my monthly note, and I said, okay, well, you owe me $287. She said, I don't have $287. I said, then that is my room. Come on, parents. Everyone should say. All right, all right. Anyway, so. So all the students are like, oh, man, pastor, why are you throwing me under the bus? I go into the room and as soon as I go into this room, I know why this brother's struggling. He has these posters on the wall and had this poster of this rose crying blood. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I said, man, so what, what are you doing here? And he's like, so like after school, you know, I come to my room and. I put the music on, man, and it's like, it's like, and you got, you know, you got to feel the music. You got to feel the music. I said, all right, well, let me feel the music. And it was back in the day where it was one of those, I know, it's like crazy stuff, you know, I mean, it's just like, your mama, your daddy. I mean, it's just all kinds of, I don't even want to say it. I crank it up and I just feel it. And then I go out. I said, all right, I've seen enough. Go out. Mom's there and she's like. So do you have any idea whatsoever what's going on with little Billy? You ever want to Holy Ghost smack somebody? Like, is it righteous or wrong to do this, Lord? Y'all pray for your pastor. I'm I'm still growing, all right? I'm still growing in my faith, all right? I'm like, I know exactly what's going on because what he praised is what he was becoming. What you behold over and over, you will move towards until you begin to become that. You begin to want that. And so what they did, they didn't just pray through, but they praised through. Because in the moment where they were under the shackles and everything they had, they praised the God most high, the King of kings the Lord of Lords, no matter what's going on, no matter how trapped I may seem, it's nothing because in a moment, my God is so powerful. He can break through whatever situation I'm in. He can break through in that healing. He can touch you and he can open that opportunity that you couldn't open up, that you've been trying to open up for years and years and years. He can open up in a moment. God can do in a moment what can take us years and years to try to accomplish. And so I'm gonna praise him. I'm not going to praise my pain. I'm going to praise God and show my pain, my God, how awesome he is. I heard a great message from a great preacher. And I had never heard it said this way. He said this is earlier this year. And he said this. He looked at the scriptures that said where Jesus came and he said, by your faith, you're made whole. By your faith, what you believe on the inside of you is why it is this or it is that. And he said this. The God you see, the God you believe, is the God you get, is what he said. If you have a small God who can't do much because of your faith, that's the God you get. But if you have a God that you see and you praise that can do anything in any moment that he created the heavens and earth. He is not limited by space and time. He is outside of it. He is the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. If that is my God, that's the God I get. He prayed through and praised through. You come to my house, you'll probably hear some You'll hear worship music. You'll hear things pray because I want to be a house that praises, that praises. There's nothing that will change the atmosphere quicker than, than the praise. You're going through something, trying to figure it out. Keep praying. Keep praising. Then the final one here is this. They praise three keys. They praise through, prayed through, praised through, and partnered through. Partnered through. They didn't do it alone. But at midnight, Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas, it was two, they weren't alone. Let me encourage you with this please, you do not have to do life alone. You do not have to go through the struggle alone. The reason we do small groups, the reason that we do what we do, why we tra- we're doing our best to create spiritual family amongst, amongst our people is simply this, because you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to try to break through all by yourself. You don't have to do these things. Paul had Silas, and Silas had Paul. There was probably moments where Paul had to encourage Silas, and probably moments where Silas had to encourage Paul, but they were in the thing together. There's an old proverb that says this, if you want to run fast... Run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. Boy, I want to run far in this life. Let's do it together. Hey, hey, just just keep me in mind when you're praying. When when you're here and you're alone going through it, man, you don't have to be there. Maybe find someone. Maybe, Maybe you don't want to do the small group thing. That's cool. Man, get to know somebody. And, and go grab lunch, grab coffee, grab, grab whatever, you know. Just don't do this by, your, by yourself. I can't tell you the times. It's been so wonderful to just say, hey, man, would you, hey, would you just be praying with me about such and such? We're trying to figure out with our kid this. Can somebody just pray with me? And sometimes I think we think we're supposed to have the answers. And can I just tell you this? You don't need to have all the answers. All you really need to do is be there. The greatest gift you can be, give is your presence in those moments. You know, I think there's two things that really keep us from, those, from partnering relationship with each other. I think, it's, I think it's pride and it's shame. I think it's pride that says, I should probably have this figured out. I should probably know this. Or pride that says, I got it. I'll figure it all out on my own. Hey, I got this. I don't need any help. I remember we went through a major medical thing with one of my kids and in that moment my, my wife was pretty upset about things and we didn't know anything. We were trying to figure it out. It was years ago and I'm just kind of there and, I, and I've always kind of been the like, you know, hey, I'm the strong one, blah, 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 blah. And so my pastor calls me on the phone. He said, hey, Jason, just want how how things going? Da, da, da. So I'm filling them in on the whole thing and he stopped and he said, Jason, how are you? And I had never stopped to think how I was. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? That You never stopped to think how you are. You just kind of worried about what everybody else is doing. I never stopped to think about it. And I was like, well, I, I mean, I, I'm fine. Well, I mean, I'm fine. He goes, are you really fine? I'm like, I'm, I'm. <laughs> I'm not fine. <laughs> he goes, I didn't think you were. I'll be there soon. You do not have to fight this by yourself. Don't have to fight it alone. Partner with, find someone. Say, man, listen, would you just pray for me? Will you be with me? Will you just help me? you just walk with me through this? And they may not have all the answers, but it might be simple like, hey man, listen, do you, if, you, if you need anything, just let me know. Maybe you just, you're text, someone to text scripture to, just, just be encouraged, just don't walk alone. we keys to breakthrough. When you're in the pressing, in the breakthrough moments, pray through praise through, and partner through. Why is it important? Because what's on the other side of that breakthrough? Oh, you have no idea. As I close, let me finish the story out. So we see, but Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. And an earthquake Oh, let me not skip this part. This is important. And the prisoners were listening to them. Hey, how we handle times of pressure, people are watching and listening. They are. Well, I just screamed at the top of my lungs because that's the way my dad did, and that's the way my mom did, and that's the way they did, they did. Hey, I just start throwing things because this, that, that. Hey. We stop in the moment and we pray and we try to do the right thing. And hey, when we mess up, we, we, we tell our kids we're sorry, we, we, we messed up. And there's people that maybe you, you don't say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry is like a cuss word. When you go to say you go like, I'm sorry. Because you've never heard it. For some of you, maybe I love you wasn't spoken. So it's hard for you to get it out. You know what? Because that's what you saw. That's what you saw. The prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, suddenly, the thing I love about God is we can fight and push and fight and push and fight and push. But when God says it's time, ain't no devil in hell going to be able to stop when it's time, when it's time. Can I tell you something? Even this building, I should in the next couple weeks be able to tell you uh, some good news. Uh, we're getting our appraisal back and once we get that back, we'll be able to sign things and things will start to move quickly and uh, we'll be able to break ground, start doing some construction. For you guys that don't know, you, you saw the pictures on the way in. We bought property in 1507. Katie Flewellen. Can I tell you, every bit of my expectation has been thrown all over the place with this whole thing. It's, you got to remember this. We're not building a Popeyes franchise, although I think... Popeye's is anointed by God. I do. Just clarity's sake. All right? We're not building a Popeye's franchise. We are building a home and a beacon of hope to reach people who are moving in from all over the world, who some of them don't even know Christ, have not heard the message of Jesus Christ. And God's given us a home and a beacon to reach people and to build lives. You best believe there's going to be some stuff coming our way. You best believe it. And in the midst of all this, in the midst of challenge, we have had to go back to the Macedonian call. Did God call us to come here? Yes. Did God give us that property? You better believe he did. So when things try to come and things try to throw us off, oh, well, I don't know if you'll be able to do such and such. I don't know if you'll be able to do such and such. Oh, yes, we will. We will. Well, how do you know all that? I'll tell you why. Because God is the one who told us to come. And although we may be in shackles right now, at some point, there's going to be a suddenly. And when there's a suddenly, we're going to move in power everything God has for us. Why? Because he said it. And if he said it, he has to back it. And he will. Good news is we busted through most of the little things. Went the last lap of a few things. You know. So, but here's the cool thing. So the foundation's of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. Everyone's. Wait, this story's about Paul and Silas. They just had to break through, right? when they busted through and they prayed through and they praised through and they partnered through and they stayed faithful to God even when it was hard and they kept giving even when it was hard and they kept praying when it was hard and they kept believing when it was hard and they finally broke through. It didn't just break them through. Pew, the, the chains were loosed off of everyone in the building. So here's the, the end of the story. The Macedonian call. Hey, go. They go and couple of people give their hearts to Christ. They get beat up, thrown in jail. Then after this dramatic moment, the jailer goes to kill himself because he knows he's in trouble. They end up stopping him. They, their family gives their hearts to Christ. Then they leave. So many would say, man, that was a lot of energy for a few people to come to Christ. I mean, we had this major call. We came in. A few people gave their hearts to Christ. We end up getting beaten in jail. We come out of that, and then we hurry up and leave. Man, what was that trip all about? What was it even for? There was more trouble than it was worth over over there. That, That was difficult. In Acts chapter 16, verse 12, one of the things we skipped over, it shared where they were. And from there to Philippi which is the foremost city of the part of Macedonia, a colony, and we were staying in that city for some days. That's where the story came up. Philippi, we see later, Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, the book of Philippians. It's one of your books in the New Testament. Macedonian call, a couple people get saved, beat up, thrown in jail, hurry up and get out of there. But to end the story, we see here all throughout Philippians that just that few moments, that little bit of time, there was a partnership that Paul made with the people in the church of Philippi and they became a major, major part of helping finance the gospel being preached all over that whole region. So what seemed to be like a difficult, challenging moment that they need a breakthrough, the breakthrough became their resource that would finance the kingdom all throughout that area. And this is what he says, Paul said to the Philippian church. I think he said this because he knew it, because he just experienced. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hey, we, we wondered what was going on in that moment, but he who called us is faithful to complete everything that he's called us to do. I want to end with this final thought, just simply this. I want to encourage you with this today. God finishes what he starts. I don't know where you're at today, but God finishes what he starts. Well, pastor, what if God started something, but I messed it all up? And so it's over, right? Let me warn you. Don't put a period where God puts a comma. God called, I got thrown in jail, period. No, nope. God called, we got thrown in jail, comma, met some key relationships. They helped finance the kingdom all throughout the globe. Whoa, big difference. Hey, I got caught up in addiction. God changed me, grabbed me. I slipped back into it, Period. No, God changed me. I slipped back into it, comma, but he is faithful. He's still working on me and he's gonna complete the work that's been started in, me, in my life. He's not done. I don't know what, maybe you're here. Maybe you thought he's done. Maybe you've signed, you, you figured it was done. It was over, is all that. I wanna encourage you today, simply this, that God will finish the great work he started in you, parents parents, hold on to this word. God's going to finish the work he started in our kids. He's going to finish the work. He's going to finish the healing. He's going to finish the process. He's going to finish it. And we're going to be cheering it on. Amen. I want everyone to stand up and pray for you and let you go in just a second. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come up in just a moment, just as we begin to pray. I'm going to ask you to come forward. But if you're here today, I just want to pray for you. If you're here and you and you're you need breakthrough. There's an area in your life you just man, you just you can identify whether it's finances, whether it's kids, whatever it may be, or maybe it's just your own personal walk with God. Bottom line is you just need a breakthrough. You really need a breakthrough. I believe God brought you here to encourage you, let you know, oh, God's not done with you yet. But if you need a breakthrough, I want to pray for you. If you're here today, nobody looking around. But if it's you and you say, Pastor Jay, when you pray, include me in that prayer. I need a breakthrough in my life. And no one look around. Would you just put your hand up, put it right back down. I need a breakthrough in my life. I need a breakthrough in my life. Amen. Father, I come right now in the name of Jesus, God. I'm asking for your spirit just to come in this room today, God. And Father, just like Paul and Silas prayed through, praised through, and they partnered through. Father, I pray even now, Lord God courage would rise up in their heart faith would rise up in the heart of every man woman and child in this place God and Father I pray that they would begin to see Lord God and begin to praise you because great are you Lord Lord God all the earth will sing your praise God our hearts cry out our voices they'll raise God that great are you Lord you are a great God and Lord we don't know when we don't know how but we know that there is a suddenly coming our way God and when that suddenly comes Lord God we will praise you for I pray for each person who's thought about giving up, God. Thought about just resigning the fact. Thought about putting a period where you've put in a comma, Lord. I pray you would encourage them today that they would know, God, that you are still at work, Lord God. And we will trust you to the end. That you're faithful to the end, no matter what. I bless your people today. I pray your favor would surround them like a shield, God. And God, I pray as we go forth from here, God, I pray breakthrough would come in people's lives. And God. We would not just see breakthrough, but as we see it in our lives, chains would fall all around at our school, at our work, at the gym, with the people we have influence over, God, the different areas. God, I thank you. We praise you and we honor you today in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand real quick. That's awesome. Now, turn somebody, give them a high five and say breakthrough. Just say breakthrough to them. You guys have a great week. We love you.